if you're going for an interview, for example, you can think, God, I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to be interviewed, that I got this far, that they liked my CV and all the rest. You know, there's always something to be grateful for. And just giving myself that time to process everything in the morning has just been a gift from me to me. And it's something that I am, you know, living my day and my life by now because your day is your life. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, where we empower you to make a breakthrough and dispense your full potential. My name is Dr. Adam Martin, and I'm your host for the podcast. I've been a practicing full-time community pharmacist since I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. The Fit Pharmacist community exists to serve you to dispense your full potential by learning from our world-class guests on how to practically apply simple solutions to not only elevate your pharmacy career, but nail your nutrition, master your mindset, and fit fitness into pharmacy through simple solutions to guide you to live a fulfilled life with passion and purpose. Thank you for being here. Now let's dive into this week's new episode. Pharmacy school can create a lot of things, the biggest one being anxiety. Now, a lot of people talk about anxiety, pharmacists, professors, but not so much pharmacy students as far as sharing their own struggle. That's why I'm super excited in this podcast episode, coming all the way from Dublin, Ireland, is my good friend and pharmacy student, Lauren O'Reilly. Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Thank you for having me, Adam. It's great to be here. Awesome to see you again. The last time I saw you, I was in Ireland at your pharmacy school. I believe you were enjoying a pint of Guinness. <laughs> yes, yes, I was. <laughs> but before that, so guys, if you didn't hear, I was in Dublin, Ireland for a week in the country for first a mental health symposium at the University uh, College at Cork in Cork, Dublin. And that was phenomenal. There's three schools of pharmacy in Ireland, and they were all there to talk about mental health. Because in Ireland, so they tell me, uh, the healthcare system, as far as advancements, is about three years behind the states and other countries. And there is a huge disparity in Ireland in that there is a six to eight week gap for someone that voices concern and need for mental health issue that they're having. So let's say that someone has a crisis and they seek help. It takes six to eight weeks for them to get any point of care. So that leads a lot of people to hold that in not talk about it and have the silent struggle. And that goes with a lot of things. So there's stigma as well, because a lot of people feel that by coming out and talking about their struggles, they feel like they are broken or they need fixed or they're less of a person or just disempowering feelings, which leads a lot of people not to get help, not to talk about it. And I see this unfortunately a lot in pharmacy students that they're struggling with anxiety. And that's a huge movement right now in the country of Ireland is there's not many people to talk about this. I think, Lauren, the symposium that we had last week in Ireland was the first one in the country, correct? 
Yes, I believe so. Um, definitely the first one for pharmacy students in particular. Um, I don't think it's been acknowledged up until now that there is a need for not only healthcare professionals, but healthcare students as they learn to become healthcare professionals. There's a need for them to learn how to deal with their own struggles and not just kind of project that into their studies or their patients or their case studies or whatever it might be to actually look inside and deal with it in the moment and not just put it off into the corner, you know, until it kind of explodes. Yes, exactly. So the, the first symposium that we did was in Cork, Ireland that you attended and I spoke at. But the next day, we actually went to your pharmacy school in Dublin, Trinity College in Dublin School of Pharmacy. And that one was a self-care conference where we had myself, pharmacists, professors, and uh, the, some really high-ranking people in the profession out in Ireland. But one of those high-ranking people was you. <laughs> and I was so moved by your story and you just sharing the journey that you're having as you're current, currently a fourth-year pharmacy student. Uh, that's why I, I wanted to do this podcast is to kind of give pharmacy students a chance to hear you and then also pharmacists because they're struggling with that as well. Um, so I just wanted to invite you uh, first off to say thank you for being so open and honest with your journey because I think that not only does it, it help you along your process, but it also it gives other people like permission almost to also open up to talk about it and feel like they're not alone, that they're not broken, they're not uh, this damaged person that needs fixed, but it's a real struggle that a lot of people in pharmacy school go through. And it's a great source to have this conversation. So I just wanted to kind of give the mic to you as, as we will, and uh, just kind of have you share, you know, your story in pharmacy school, how you started to have this anxiety, and then how you came to overcome it and strategies that you found that have been helpful for you. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for sharing about the conference last week. It was a really, really positive experience. And um, I think we, we all learned from it. Um, so I suppose, I don't know what it's like in the States, but I'd imagine it's similar to Ireland getting into pharmacy school. I know you had your own struggles getting into pharmacy school, but you got there. Um, yes. Yes. Eventually. And, and, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's, it's, the case is the same for a lot of people in Ireland as well. So I suppose people who do get into pharmacy find that when they were in school, they were kind of top of their class, really high achieving. and you know that kind of comes with a lot of pressure and then you come to college and everything levels up everything's you started you know at a level that you're happy with and now suddenly everything's you're in over your head and you think that everyone around you understands exactly what's going on except for you and that's what I felt like when I started uh, pharmacy school here in Dublin so I remember kind of my first month or so I came from an all-girls school as well into you know suddenly there's boys everywhere as well <laughs> um, so we have to deal with that on top of everything else um yeah and these people are carrying around this big like you can't even believe the size of the biochemistry book and I'm like oh my god I need that biochemistry book and I tried to read the biochemistry book and I can't understand anything so I suppose when you go from getting A's in your in your classes to you know kind of just getting by it's kind of a mental adjustment more than anything else because I suppose you just have to pass first year it doesn't you know it's it doesn't come to the 
in your bachelor's degree it doesn't um show or anything but it's just like that mental adjustment and then on top of that I suppose because pharmacy students are very extra <laughs> um we all I suppose most of the people in my class like to do extra activities like rowing and dance and drama and everything else so you're kind of adjusting to the social scene in college as well and also at varsity level or college level you have to try out to get onto these football teams and these dance teams and everything else and suddenly that's at a higher level as well so I just that's where my anxiety kind of peaked I would say you know and you've got all these social situations and the biggest problem that I found was that I thought everyone else was swimming along just fine and I was the only one who was trying to keep up and oh my god should I even be doing pharmacy should I even be doing science like I don't understand what's going on here but it's just it really is just adapting and leveling up and I suppose um at, at the age of 18 you know starting starting college like your your brain actually isn't developed I know you're you're into this kind of neuroscience uh, realm like your your brain isn't at the level um that it kind of needs to be at to reach all these goals and all these uh social adjustments so um it's just a lot of pressure that you put on yourself and I suppose comparison to others or how you think or perceive others are doing um would be where my anxiety stemmed from and just that adjustment from being top of the class to kind of feeling like you're above your desk, I suppose, you know? Absolutely. And I hear that from a lot of first and second year pharmacy students mm -hmm. saying that, oh, you know, high school was easy, you know, first couple years of college, no problem, just kind of coasting. And then they, they but they have the standard of they have to be at the top, they have to overachieve. But then they get into pharmacy school, and it's a whole other game, the rules changed. And you're not you're not coasting to excel, you're struggling just to get by in many cases to readapt and you have all this freedom to make all these choices and you have all these you know extracurricular activities and you want to do leadership positions speak at a conference like some girls i know <laughs> and uh, that's a lot to juggle but we have this high standard for ourselves and that's where anxiety can creep in because i think it comes from two sources real so actually there is actual adjustments and when you are in a new environment that can cause anxiety because you're doing something new and you don't have experience with it. So the unknown can cause that fear and anxiety. And we have that perceived anxiety that's so common in us type A pharmacists, pharmacy students, thinking worst case scenario type things or like fortune telling, like, oh, I'm gonna fail, oh, I don't know. You know, those sort of things that like imagining worst case scenario and we can kind of create the, own, the, the monster in our head that never really comes to pass. And that's what you spoke about in your talk that you gave at Trinity College in Dublin when I was there speaking with you uh, just last week. And uh, I think the story that you shared was, was pretty amazing because while you became a kind of sucked into this anxiety realm, you found a way to not allow stress to manage you, but come into power to manage your stress. So a lot of pharmacy students have this issue, they don't talk about it, and they're just trying to deal with it on their own in silence but you are taking a stand in your country and really leading this movement in, in pharmacy school. So I'd love to hear and have, I've heard your talk and it was phenomenal, but for those listening or watching this on YouTube, 
I'd love to invite you to share, you know, where you found a place to start coming back into control over your stress. I can't say that I'm fully in control of my anxiety, um, but I've Neither am I. <laughs> yeah, who is? But I've gone on this journey and I feel like I've come a long way for a lot of different reasons. Um, I would say, uh, like in school, you're kind of, the people there perhaps aren't necessarily in your, your niche or in your way of thinking. Obviously, I have close friends that I, that I got on with and that we were on the same wavelength. But the majority of people, you're all just from the same area. So that doesn't necessarily mean that your goals are aligned or your purposes are aligned or that you know they're going to bring you out of your shell and then you come to college and I really found some amazing people in college um, and I found that leaning on people closest to me as well as my family of course has really really helped to you know just just even saying coming into college and being like I was I was quite upset at the weekend I, you know we have four assignments due like am I the only one like can and and then you find your friend was the exact same way so I found just opening up like brings you closer together as friends and also makes you feel less alone so I would say surrounding myself with great friends and great family was a massive massive one and allowing myself to open up to them because I can tend to be a closed book in that sense and I'm you know you don't want to bother anyone or offend anyone or you know trouble yes. them especially I don't know if that's the thing in this obviously it's, it's a thing but I think Irish people are very like oh I, I don't want to I'm fine I'm grand <laughs> we always say we're grand yeah <laughs> we don't want to and that's funny yeah absolutely because I was told that before I gave my talk is oh <laughs> Because I said, like, I'm a very dynamic speaker. Mm. So I was told, like, oh, well, you might, because I said I, I want to need volunteers and get people engaged because mm. that's what I do when I talk is it, it's an experience. It's not just a talk. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was warned, like, you know, well, Irish are a little different. They, they tend to not volunteer and, and be quiet. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a wake-up call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I, there was a lot of laughter and big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, everyone had a blast. And uh, a lot of people said, like, I've never experienced anything like that before. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So it is definitely a cultural thing. Mm. And I think also it can be kind of a characteristic of the class. And what I mean by that, and I heard this from some of my professors when I was a pharmacy student, is that each pharmacy class, so you're a fourth year student, so the students yeah. in your class, then there's the third years and second years and so forth. Mm -hmm. They each have a very distinct kind of persona about them. So some are more outgoing, some are more inward. So it really depends on that environment and what, what is quote the social norm. But mm -hmm. in that light, you don't want to allow like use that and allow that to keep you quiet if you have something that, that you want to struggle with mm -hmm. or that, that you are struggling with that you want to overcome. And I think that first piece of advice you gave opening up and just talking about it is so huge. And I think that's why you've seen such a huge outcome from what you're doing talking about it sharing it with not even your close friends but just you, you know you do an awesome blog you talk about this in talks throughout the country with pharmacy students that are going through the same thing that might not be as open to talk about it but when you do it gives them the sense that oh i'm not the only one and i, I think that's a huge thing to keep in mind 
it's it's huge especially as you said in ireland it's a cultural thing people nearly get a shock if you say how are you and you actually say how you are instead of saying i'm fine i'm good i'm grand um it's a, it's a shock to the system so it's just a massive thing to admit and say that openly and so refreshing i found that like you said on my blog or on my instagram anytime i've mentioned you know i often talk about different conditions and uh, talk about remedies for cold and flu but the biggest reaction I get is always to mental health and to self-care and me just being honest about how I feel that day it's it's absolutely amazing I'm sure you found that yourself in your own in your own talk when you're just raw and open and um, with people they it really resonates because you know it's refreshing and not everyone is is saying what's truly on their mind you know especially on social media, you, you tend to compare your behind the scenes with their highlight reel or with their, you yes. know, their finished edited cut movie, you know, and you, you're comparing like your, I don't know, just your Tuesday evening at home, you know, <laughs> with their. Yes, movie. exactly. Um, so I think especially online to see some honesty can be very, very refreshing. Absolutely. And so I think awareness and talking about it is a huge first step because if you can't do that, then the rest won't be able to happen. So some students or pharmacists really struggling with anxiety might hear this and like, yeah, that's good, but I don't have time to process this. Mm -hmm. And you, your big turning point, what really allowed you to not only process this, but really work on your personal and professional development was one change in your morning routine mm -hmm. regarding the time that you get up. And you talked about this in, in, in your talk in Dublin. And when you did, you just lit up. Like that was, I'd say, the highlight of your talk because you just came alive. Because you could tell how genuinely that change affected your life. So I want you to share what that change is in your morning rituals and daily rituals and how that's changed your life. For sure. So it's actually an American man who introduced me to this idea, I suppose. His name is Hal Elrod. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Yes. He wrote The, the Miracle Morning. So I read his book. Um, I heard it recommended in the podcast, actually. And since then, I've been getting up at five or half five in the morning. Because before then, I left my self-care and reading and whatever I thought would actually help my anxiety or help how I felt until until the end of the day but really I was leaving it to chance because most of the time I was really tired at the end of the day or you know you know how it is after a day of work or college so when I decided to get up at five in the morning it actually felt like getting up on Christmas morning because the night before he has this whole ritual that he goes through but the night before I prepare all of the things that I need for the morning so all of my clothes are left out and I have my yoga mat ready and my journal so I can journal the book that I'm reading and um, my glass of water so that you know you're dehydrated in the morning kind of perks you up a little bit and um, so I have everything left out so then when I wake up in the morning my alarm clock is on the other side of the room so I kind of spring out of bed it sounds, like, <laughs> it sounds like something out of Snow White <laughs> but um yeah so my whole routine has just absolutely changed I wake up and I I get a 10 minutes to exercise which really gets my blood flowing I meditate which is just my time and my time only and I think the magical thing about the morning is just that 
you know, well, in my house anyone, anyway, no one else is up. So it's just, it's just beautiful to have that time to yourself. So even if you have children or, you know, a busy household, if you just get up that little bit earlier, just before everyone else is getting going, you can gather your thoughts, think about, ask yourself, what is today about? And I think that was the big change for me is asking myself, what is today about? Because I used to just launch into the day, read my emails. Okay, this is what classes we have today. Okay, I'm late for my bus. Okay, I missed my bus. And then suddenly it's this spiral of anxiety and anything could kind of tip me over the edge because I hadn't prepared myself and I hadn't found any sense of calm that whole day. Whereas now I suppose I have that sense of calm in the morning. I have a bit of perspective. And I've journaled about how I feel and I write down, a big one for me was writing down what I'm grateful for. Yes. So I find even if I'm nervous for something during the day or I'm dreading something, like if you're going for an interview, for example, you can think, God, I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to be interviewed, that I got this far, that they liked my CV and all the rest. You know, there's always something to be grateful for. and just giving myself that time to process everything in the morning has just been a gift from me to me. And it's something that I, I'm, you know, living my day and my life by now because your day is your life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It really changed my perspective. Yeah. Those are phenomenal tips. So quick recap, getting up a little bit earlier is key because you don't have all these distractions. Most everyone is not up yet. So you don't have, like social media notifications, emails, phone calls, texts, uh, cars driving by when people are driving to work, you've got kind of silence and you time. So that's the first thing is getting up earlier. And people might say like, oh, I'm too tired. Well, if you get up earlier, then you might need to go to bed earlier, okay? So just again, planning ahead, that's huge because if you get up and you're trying to rush around, get your water ready, get your yoga mat, all that stuff, you can still do that But think how easier it would be if you did it before you went to bed because there's another win. You wake up and you feel like you're winning because, oh, I already did this prep work. You're already ahead and you just woke up. And that feeling is amazing. So that's the second is planning ahead. The other thing is setting your intention. So just going through the day, like, yes, you might have a good day, you might have a bad day. But if you set your goals, if you set your target, you're a lot more likely to hit the target if you know what it is versus going through your day and just trying to find what is the target aimlessly. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing is set your target, what you're going for. But the huge thing that you hit on that I love is the gratitude. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy. And you don't have to go grandiose. You don't have to say like, oh, well, I'm going to wait and be grateful until I finish writing my book. No, no, no. You just woke up. That's huge because Mm -hmm. some people didn't wake up. Uh, one time I was not in the best mindset. I remember this and this is this was a huge shift like a couple years ago And I woke up and I was like, yeah, I want to do gratitude But I just, I just don't I don't feel like being grateful mm-hmm. and I looked outside and it was snowing and it was like 15 degrees And then I thought wow, that's cold out there. And I was like, oh, I have shelter like I'm not out in there Oh, I have heat. I'm warm and then that just started this cascade because seek and you shall find mm-hmm. like I talked about in my talk because if you what you'll get what you focus on so if you focus and ask the question what am i grateful for how does that make me feel 
that's exactly what you're going to find. And I think what you shared hit the nail on the head as far as setting up your day for success. Mm -hmm. I totally agree, Adam. And I find that just when you said there about uh, what am I grateful for, asking the human brain any type of question, it it automatically goes to find an answer straight away. So, you know, ask the right questions. Yeah, questions Mm -hmm. are the key. And I, I did a podcast all about why questions dictate the quality of your life. So I will, uh, if you guys are listening to this, I'll put the link to that podcast episode in the show notes below. But a lot of times we have a bad day or something happens to us and we ask things like, why does this always happen to me? And your brain is a, pretty much a computer. So whatever you ask it, it will give you an answer. So why does this always happen to me? Well, it could be because you have bad luck. It could be because you deserved it because you did something bad before. And literally that's what happens. And you go in this negative cascade versus shifting that and saying, what can I learn from this experience? How is this going to serve me? And your brain goes to work. Well, I could learn that I failed this time, so I could plan better ahead next time. So you get better at that sort of process of shifting Mm -hmm. your perspective and the questions that you ask. So that's super huge, and that's one of the big things that changed my life too. Absolutely, totally agree. With so much emphasis given to the necessary educational requirements demanded in pharmacy school, it's critical now more than ever to address the biggest complaint new grad pharmacists express, that they were never taught how to be pharmacists. Focusing on transitions from pharmacy school to a licensed pharmacist that will make or break your career, strategies for how you can grow your influence, and how self-care influences your outcomes I have teamed up with fellow pharmacist Dr. Edwin Adams and with our combined professional experience of over 30 years in pharmacy, we have created a webinar to help you script your dream career. What we have learned, we are now ready to share with you in this webinar. There is no fee to join, so take action right now to build your brand, increase your influence, and dispense your full potential. Click the link in the show notes to sign up and register. So tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing in Ireland with your blog. And since you started sharing your journey and what's helped you, how this has impacted not only your life, but if it's impacted anyone around you in your class, your friends, and just what this uh, coming out and sharing what this has done for you. So I began my blog with no no agenda other than the fact that I love to create and I kind of thought going into a science or healthcare degree that I might lose that sense of self and that sense of creativity and you know writing is something that I'm really passionate about so to combine that passion with my passion of of promoting health and mental health physical health um has really just for for myself personally helped me on my journey and the response I've gotten from my peers and from people I don't know um from Ireland and from elsewhere has been amazing really because it's further cemented in my brain that we we all do feel that same way that we've been talking about since the start of this podcast and I suppose people just want to feel want to see something real online so that's been the main the main feedback that i've gotten 
as well as people saying that, it, you know, it's great to get actual healthcare tips, you know, yeah. for IBS or headaches and period pain or whatever it is that they're they're suffering with. They're like, oh my God, it's like you knew that I had a headache this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I predicted that. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that's kind of the impact that I've, I've felt. Just the the resonance with the realness and with I suppose just public public not public health knowledge being shared um because it's people might be nervous to ask these questions in a pharmacy which they shouldn't be because you know pharmacists don't judge um but yeah it's great just to have it publicly on social media and from someone that you know or that that seems like someone you know which I, I think I am. Yes. So yeah, that's the impact. Well, I love what you're doing and I think it's super amazing, not only for your country, but for the profession. Uh, so I'd love to invite you listening to really connect with Lauren because her content's phenomenal. Uh, and she's fourth year pharmacy student. So she's through this process and 21 years old. Uh, 22 now. Yeah. <laughs> 22 now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is just phenomenal to see this journey and I'm really excited to follow your career because I, I can only imagine and see what this is going to look like because you're 22. I think you started speaking when you were 21 publicly, like at seminars at your pharmacy school. So I think it's absolutely phenomenal that, that you're a part of this movement of self-care in Dublin and worldwide in the profession. Uh, so I just want to commend you for that and acknowledge you for the awesome work you're doing, for being genuinely authentic in sharing not just the highs, but also the lows and how you deal with those because we all have those bad days, but a lot of people don't talk about them. And I think it's special that certain people do and they just give that human element that, hey, I'm human too. And this is a crappy day I had and here's how I bounced back. And that's really something that resonates with people, like you say, because on social people kind of portray this image they want people to see, but then you meet them in real life and they're totally different. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of us aren't that way. Uh, like myself, I think you can uh, attest yeah. to I'm as weird and outgoing as <laughs> in real life as I am in social media. So uh, you, you, I am what you see. So I, I think that's awesome that there are people in our profession and on social that do that. And, and I think it's a great service to humanity. So thank you for everything that you're doing. And likewise, Adam, thank you so much for, for having me on here and to express this to talk about pharmacy um, as a, you know, as a stressful environment, both in school and where you're at in the community practicing. Um, and thank you for the impact that you're making also, making serious waves. Oh, thank you very much. In this movement. It's a passion, uh, but the, the biggest gift that I get from doing this stuff is connecting with others because I'm just one person mm -hmm. and I can do a lot, but I can mm -hmm. do so much more together with others that have a genuine passion. And that includes people like you. So it was a huge honor to connect with you on social, to meet you in person, and now have you on the podcast. So thank you again for everything you do. But I do want to have you share where people can connect with you. And I'll put these links in the show notes so that people can easily access them. Uh, but tell us where people can best connect with you on social media and where your blog is and some sort of tips and uh, the, the theme for what you share in that. So you can find me over on Instagram at Daily Dose of Ginger 21. Uh, I'm not 21 anymore. <laughs> but, um, and also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Daily Dose of Ginger. Um, and you'll find a link to my blog on my Instagram also. I, I write articles about different, different topics like, like the one we're talking about today. So 
I'd love to connect with you and I'd love to hear from you. Message me if you find me on Adam's podcast. I'd love to know. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with the Lauren O'Reilly from Trinity College of Dublin. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Let me know. Post it. Tell me how it's impacted your pharmacy career and life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this amazing and passionate community we're creating of leaders in healthcare. You're now a part of the movement, a part of the family. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you.